Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of whatever this show is that we've been doing. I guess we're doing the, the 12 Days of Fismas now. 12 uh, Days of Fismas. And uh, yeah. uh, before we start, I want to give Joel the floor to plug something, and then we're going to move into Supercop. It sounds uh, a little risque when you say it like that, but no, I, here's my plug. I, I'm doing um, a new Kickstarter for Lone Wolf Fist, Acid and Steel, adding demons and robots to the already kung fu post-apocalypse. Um, just got really deep into writing uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, sets of powers for one of the Ashura, the fallen devil gods, and I'm going to be making that available here on Drive Through RPG for about two dollars. Patreons also spending two dollars, we'll get it for free. Um, and you can also join us on the Fistiverse, where I'll be spoiling the hell out of it for everyone. That's our Discord server. Uh, so look for that coming up pretty soon. And um, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be all for this time. That's my big plug. Get some, Put some demons in your post-apocalypse. And so uh, to get on to the show, we're uh, going to be doing Super Cop. So this is this is an odd one because it's uh, I always think of it as Police Story 3, but it's also was released in the U.S. as Super Cop, and there are two different versions. And we had to do the Super Cop version because that was the one that was available on Amazon. And I was going to watch them both, but I just didn't have time. So I, I didn't, you know, I, I remember... Uh, Police Story 3, but I can't do like a point-by-point -point comparison. Um, mm. So Police Story 3 or Super Cop is a film starring Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh, and it was directed by Stanley Tong. And in the movie, a Hong Kong detective teams up with his female red Chinese counterpart to stop a Chinese drug czar. And I'd say that's actually, that's the IMDB breakdown. I'd say that's pretty accurate because the story is pretty straightforward as we were talking <laughs> about for the uh before the episode. Now, was this both of your first time seeing this or had either of you seen it before? First time. Okay, so first who time. wants to go first? Because I want to get people's reaction <laughs> to it as a first time viewing. I went first last time. I think it's Joel's turn. Rats. Uh, okay, so I, I really liked this movie. <laughs> I I didn't have a lot of deep thoughts while watching it, but I think that it's one of those movies where like, I, there was never a point where it sagged. Like every single scene felt like it had a purpose and it was entertaining. Jackie Chan, of course, is incredibly charismatic and carries the entire film on his tiny, efficient little shoulders. Um, I I didn't expect him, like a lot of the jokes in the movie, it's a funny movie. A lot of the jokes in the movie, especially early on, center around him being kind of like a, he's like a, almost like a swaggering, like cool cop kind of dude, you know, he, he's not like super capable as a fighter or huge and muscular or anything. And they keep like comparing him to these like super highly trained, really strong, robust cops or really like really intelligent, uh, like efficient cops. And he keeps like coming up short, but then like, as the movie goes on, he's the one who's constantly rocking out every single scene and getting them out of tough spots and all this stuff with his, uh, no, with his like, you know, he's like his swagger. It, he doesn't, he doesn't use like, he's not like hyper efficient at one thing. He's just kind of good at everything and really charming. And that seems to be enough to get him through. So, um, so that was surprising. I didn't, I didn't realize the movie was going to be that, but I enjoyed it. Um, I also enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they do in the movie where they just take like, there's a scene where there's this minecart that's going up this steep hill and Jackie Chan throws Panther into it, this guy that he's he's saving uh, to set him up later. And he, he throws the switch and the minecart speeds up the hill. So he goes running after it. And you wouldn't think that would be such an intense scene, but if you ever ran up a hill, and, and there's a lot of opportunity to do that here, he's just getting more and more just exhausted and winded and miserable by the end of it. Um, it, the, the movie does a lot of that, where it like takes real physical obstacles that you could encounter as an actual human being and says, let's see what a really capable dude would, would how they would deal with this. And they're no less thrilling or satisfying to watch. So um, even just kind of grounding it that way, it, it makes the movie really have a kind of particular thrill to it, a particular charm. So I really appreciated that. Um let me see what else. Uh, it, it's a movie where I didn't have to pay a ton of attention to it. I kind of found myself like every once in a while, like I said, my kids are here right now. I'd like go and be like, oh, hey, don't do that. I'd go off and I'd do something with them and I'd come back. The movie was still going and I kind of I didn't lose the thread. So that was pretty great. There's a few key scenes, but for the most part, it's pretty direct and doesn't overcomplicate itself. Uh, the characters are all likable. I really liked all of them. Uh, I liked the dynamic between him and his partner and his girlfriend because they do just enough with that for it not to be annoying, but enough that it's really fun and there's a lot of unique stuff with it. So, and yeah. by the way, that's a similar dynamic to the first movie that where his girlfriend and then there's like another woman that's involved in the plot and really? and then him. Yeah, 
It's very similar to the first. There's a lot of stuff in this one that's very similar to the first one, but I think this one's actually better. But go, go on, go on. I'm sorry. I, oh man, that's that's great. Like if you know what works, do it. You know, and that's kind of a thing from from Wuxia films too, where I'm never super surprised when I go and see like a 1970s or 80s Wuxia film, but like I don't care. Like it's entertaining. I it works. You know, they're they're following the rules of drama really well, and they're developing their characters and. They're giving you what you want out of it. Like, what's what's the issue? I think that we've kind of gotten obsessed a little bit in, in modern days with subverting expectations or doing something unique, and it's like, well, yes, mm -hmm. but also you can just well, do what works. I, I don't want to cut Adam off, but that just triggering a thought that I did want to get to, which is that the something very nice about having a simple storyline on which you sort of are able to have all of these really intense action sequences play out. Because I feel like if the story is overly complicated, like I don't remember Police Story 2 that well, but I remember the plot, I think, being a little more complicated than one or three. And I I feel like that might have hindered it more than the first or the third one. I could be wrong because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I'm sure there are other examples of movies where that is the case, where if you if you just have too much complexity mixed in with the action, especially one that's kind of like, I don't know, comedic in the way that this one is, it would you'd be thinking too much while you're watching these thrilling stunts. So, but Adam, you should go for your um, your reaction to it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a movie built around the set pieces. And to go to, to Joel's point, I mean, the fact this is kind of a pre CGI movie that is all on actual locations with people doing things with actual minecarts and actual trucks and doing the actors even doing their own stunts. I feel like I feel like if someone was doing this that mines that that minecart scene as a, a CGI thing, it's like he wouldn't get that same he's running out of breath thing, but yeah. it's the person writing it and doing the effect it would be a CGI model with the actor's head going up and they wouldn't even think about <laughs> the fact. Whereas Jackie Chan as the person doing all of it, it just I don't know, there's just this feeling of authenticity even because I mean, this is a, a ridiculous over-the-top action movie i don't want to say this is this is gritty hardened well, realism it's really over the top but the fact that it's all physically being done just gives it this really satisfying feel it's uh it's great oh, yeah. well, it's deceptively oh go, go ahead I, okay so that i i want to because you're right about the action movie thing that scene of him running up the minecart is bookended with the scene of him going down the zip line which is yes. really, super over the top so. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, the fact they're really on that zip line too. It's like they are high up. It's like I did have this this momentary it's feeling cool. of vertigo of just like, whoa, that's that's whereas once again, if this was a CGI scene, it would be like we video game characters. You yeah. know, I think yeah. People people forget like part of the draw of a movie like this back when they when these were coming out was you know. <laughs> that you knew that they were real, that they, that's why they were playing, they played the outtakes at the end of the movie, yes. right? Because, you know, uh, and, and people stayed to watch the outtakes because they knew they were coming. Um, yep. It's deceptively comedic because they're doing incredibly dangerous stuff. And it's really the act, like that's really Michelle Yeoh jumping onto the car and smashing her head on the pavement. That's really Jackie Chan hanging from a helicopter in the sky above a city. <laughs> He's leaping onto the ladder of a, it's it's really insane stunt work um, with, yeah. with the actors involved. And there might be other stunt people peripherally. I don't know, like, you know, how if it's like 100 percent or 90. But but a lot, but it's like the big sequences. It's them. And you don't you don't you don't you don't get that feeling that we used to get as kids. I'm sure you remember this, Adam, because it was really bad in the in the eighties where you'd be watching like a, a TV show or a movie. And it, it was just clearly a different guy leaping onto the car. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like fatter. Yeah. He's got like a, he's got a mullet and the, the, the lead actor doesn't have a mullet. It's just like obvious differences. It's, you know, but on this, you can see, you can see her hanging on the car as they're driving through the city and she's like on the edge, you know, and, and it's, and that there's a scene like that. There's a lot of scenes in this movie that mirror police story one. So there's a scene just like that with Jackie Chan in police story one, where he's hanging on to, uh, I think some kind of van or something, you know, driving through the city. Um, there's also, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, a, just a lot of similar beats in terms of the, in terms of the action. But, but yeah, I, th I think that that's what, makes this so special is the just that the kind if this were uh, if this were filled with like you're saying cgi and stuntmen 
it wouldn't be the same. It, it, lo- yeah. it would lose some kind of element to it. Um, and also the the martial arts sequences too. Like there's some really great martial arts sequences in this in this piece. And again, yeah. like Joel said, he's not supposed to be like the best martial. Like there's a scene where he's supposed to be pretending to be a Chinese national or something. And so they have all these pictures taken of him to, to establish evidence that he's really from China. And, and part of his background is that he's a martial arts, his fake background for the new per, new uh, identity is he's a martial arts expert. So they have him holding a spear, but they had just had him in Peking opera makeup and they didn't take off the lipstick yet. They stood, they yeah. taken off the rest of it. <laughs> and just the, the scene with him, just like mugging for the camera with the lipstick on and the, the spear. It was, it was so wonderful. Um, and I, I don't know what, what I like about Jackie Chan's martial arts and movies. And what I like about him in general is there's not a lot of ego in it. Like I'm, I'm sure maybe he has a huge ego in real life. I have no idea. But the way that he, yeah, I've always heard he's a nice guy. I don't know. Um, But I like that when I see the action, it, it, I don't, you just don't get this sense of, you know, it's like the opposite of Bruce Lee. Like, you know, like I love Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee definitely has a much bigger (laughs) ego than Jackie Chan. And, you know, Jackie Chan has this, there's like a humility to it where it's sort of like the comedy is the central thing. And he's willing to look like a doofus, but you can still tell this guy is extremely talented. Like there's just, yeah. He managed to simultaneously play the underdog while being one of the most fantastic physical actors of all time, which is, which is a fantastic talent to have. And, uh, and also Michelle Yeoh in this one is, I think, amazing. Like the, yeah. uh, Yeah. I haven't watched an old Michelle Yeoh movie in a while. And that's like, you know, I've seen a lot of her more recent stuff lately. Like, Oh yeah, this is, this is Michelle Yeoh. (laughs) But she was an action star. Wow. Yeah, like the the scene that stands out for me. Well, I mean, number one, the 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 dirt bike onto the train was a big one. Mm-hmm. That that, yeah, that that was pretty. That fun. actually made me gasp because it's like it's again, it's her. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and you see the outtakes the where she doesn't too, land it where right she just too. Goes yeah. Off the other side, you know, and lands like, lands oh, like a pile of mattresses. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's. <laughs> this, yeah, but, this but is a movie the, if you're an act. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I love the fight sequences, too. And I like the chemistry that she has with Jackie Chan in the movie. Like, just the... Yeah. The, the, yeah. They're perfect for each other physically. Like, like, the, like they're both very high-level performers. And on top of that, they can hit all the right comedic beats. And I think it's, like, it's easy to watch a movie like this and say, oh, you know, it looks... it look, Like, they make it look easy, so you don't realize how impressive it is until you see like a bad version of it somewhere. Then you're like, Oh, now I get just how difficult this was. Um, but this is like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton level yeah. physical comedy. Like, I don't, I don't think, I think, you know, he's, he's gotta be in like the top three in terms of people who can do physical comedy. Um, yeah. And yeah, I would, the, this definitely made me think of the general watching it, like that big chase scene at the end. It's uh, it's on a similar level to that. Well, I think there's a lot of callbacks, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah. yeah, and and, and the um, but that scene where they're in the uh, the general's uh, camp there, and, and that's yeah. actually played by Lole. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, general, I didn't. I actually didn't know until I looked at the Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, that's Lole. I, yeah. I, I actually. He, I, you know, I was I was kind of in the movie. I wasn't even thinking about who the actor was watching it, but I did get just a hint of familiarity there. But, and yeah. You can see a little of that lowly chart, like that that um that when he's laughing and things like he's, he's, he's you know some yeah. of the the it reminds you of some of the villains that he's played in in the past. Um, but that scene's I I think that's the scene where I really like like the scene where she's wearing the vest, the vest that's full of dynamite. And <laughs> there's just all these. And I think I sent you a clip of it even before we saw the. Yeah, the you did. But yeah. I, I, I love that scene. And I also love the scene when uh, him and her are dealing with the uh, like uh, when Panth when they're sort of bringing Panther to that that uh, that restaurant and the the security forces start coming in and just the uh-huh. the martial arts sequences, just the I, I don't know, the they just uh I, I I just I just really like the um the the physical performances in the fight sequences, especially like the kicking and things like that. Man, um, that and that fight sequence too, the one in the fortress where they just blow everything up, that was great. I love the escalation of that because it started off as like 
just a ne- <laughs> not even a negotiation, but like a party almost. And then it went to negotiation, and then it just kept escalating. Doesn't he um, kill somebody with a durian fruit? Yeah, those durians <laughs> come back at the end too to haunt poor Jackie Chan. But like, I like that that was a running gag, so that was fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, kill somebody with a durian, and as someone who has eaten a durian in his life, I mean, relatable. Um, yeah, my wife, my wife likes durian, so I, I they taste like dirty it. armpits, man. I don't understand how anyone could like that. But, it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. Um, I mean. T- Durians are the the foot fetish of the fruit world, dude. There's just something off about them. No, you know what they are? They're like um, somebody because I remember I complained about it once, and someone said the person said to me, "Well, don't you you guys eat cheese? Like, don't you think that's revolting?" You know, so it's it's one of these things where I think it's more like it's like the blue cheese of the fruit world. You know, it's a uh, right. it's like a Stilton. You know, and I, <laughs> I, I I'm willing to I'm willing to take my distaste further and simply dislike blue cheese more. How do you like that? That's my compromise. <laughs> oh, <here>. man. <laughs> but my, my impression of durian fruit, too, and I don't want to sidetrack this into a durian. Oh, I do. But it's so central <laughs> plot, I think we could probably, because, again, my wife eats it a lot, and I think it's more like the, um, number one, it's an acquired taste, but it's also kind of more of a an experience eating it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like when you yeah, eat spicy food. Yeah, it's got food. that armored outer shell yeah. you got to crack through and everything, so, Okay. Well, what I mean I, is I like when you it. eat when you eat spicy food, like the, the feeling of being overspiced is not necessarily a pleasant one, but we like doing that for some reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's that kind of a thing. We are gluttons uh, for punishment. That's true. <laughs> well, there's so, something like if you can get over the hump of it, there's some gain. There's something to be gained. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Oh, no, uh, it unlocks your fire chi and yeah. it allows you to do completely new martial arts. Anyway, uh, but let's not div- further divert this into Taoist chi theory which by the way personal gripe uh, i keep hearing people say taoist please stop it's taoism it's how you say it correctly it's because it used to be spelled we used to spell it the old way so it used to be with a t so that's why people pronounce we still spell it with a t but it's frustrating like i thought we were spelling it with a d i thought it was spelled with a d now is haven't we shifted to either way because i mean Hmm. it's there's no pronounced one way the latin alphabet it's just yeah there's multiple transcripts. Well, I, I keep hearing it brought up. I've, I've been studying uh, Jigoku and Chinese hell and things like recently. And every single time I do, some gay who was like, this is from Taoism. I'm like, I'm willing to bet it isn't. Well, I mean, I, I mean someone like things... in the Middle East, like with Arabic, it's like Arabic has a That's different alphabet. Be a so it's like there's yeah. three ways to spell Kuwait and, and multiple ways to spell Muslim in English. And it's just there's like infinite I, ways I, to yeah. mispronounce it. Well, yeah. like an example, Adam will will probably be able to tell you about is the 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 cough and the cough and like like the, there's these there's, there's like a there's a K sound that's in the back of your throat and there's a K sound that's in the front of your throat and so like the Quran is like with the with the K sound in the back of your throat and then and then there's the rolled G also in Arabic. You know, which is, I, but we have K and Q in good old English and they not, do sound different to me. No, like, I mean what not, I'm talking about like is like the subtle phonemes. It's you not know? the same though. It's not like like you go cough. It's like way back in the throat when you say. No, no. What what, what I mean like is though is that there's a subtle phonemic difference between K and Q whenever you pronounce them. Like, and it, I, I could see that there's something I, like that that might get lost. What's the difference? What's the difference? I don't know, man. They just feel different. You never, you never. I think they look different. Them. I don't know if they sound different. No, yeah. no, they totally sound different to me. I, I mean, okay, we're it, gonna. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to devolve this discussion into a pronunciation <laughs> debate. But after you're this, right, we should get back on the original topic: durian into... fruit and how they taste like armpits. <laughs> so, all right. So we've already ruined the Jackie Chan discussion. So let's get back into. into the so. So anyways, the point I was making about that fight scene, for the record, uh, is that it's a wonderful blend of action and comedy in a way that, like, you're not really sure where one begins and one ends. uh, To the point where I could see an edit of that scene where they get done with it, and then Will Ferrell rides it on a horse and goes, man, that escalated quickly, and it would still be the same scene. Yeah, it did have that that feel. It starts out, like you said, like a low-key sort of meeting among criminals, and then the guy just starts smashing that dude with the the durian fruit, and then it just devolves into a gunfight with explosions and rocket launchers, and and then, oh, go ahead. To give credit to the movie, I mean, like I say, it's not a complicated movie, but the, the conflict between these drug lords really have it has nothing to do with the main plot. It's kind of this, this <laughs> internal thing within the criminals. And it's like it just creates this feeling of a larger world 
you know, there's there's these things going on that it just it's just it's just nice. It just gives you a little more creativity to the the movie having that kind of thing in there. But and the, it's all oh, go ahead. It's me sweats thing between Hong Kong and China too. Like there's a lot of that yeah. in the movie that isn't central to the plot, but the movie reminds you that there's something bigger. There's there's a scope outside of it. Like that, yeah. that's really nifty. Well, it's set sort of almost it's against like the looming backdrop of 1997 and the changeover of yeah. power. You know, so it's a um, it's a and there's references to that in the dialogue. Actually, one thing I did want to mention that one difference I did know is um, there's there's the scene where they're in the boat and they're arguing and he's basically kind of and she calls him a male chauvinist and he's you know <laughs> kind of you know he sort of reinforces th that impression and then she says that uh you know Mao said that you know women are the real power in society in police story 3 she actually gives the real quote from Mao which is something like women hold up half the sky and i've always felt that's way more impactful in that scene yeah. than women are the real power like cuz number one it's just an interesting quote it's an interesting historical detail um it it it, it's easy it to understand in English too. It's like I, you know, I understand sometimes they'll change a phrase because it doesn't make any sense in English. Like you know, but I, but I can't think of an example. But you know, well, it's, no, tiger, tiger, it's, horse, well, it's horse. also a famous quote. It's also a famous quote, so it doesn't make any sense to alter it at all. It's actually more confusing to make it a simpler quotation like that because I've I never heard the women are the real power in society version, but I have heard. The women hold up half the sky version because it's kind of poetic sounding. You know what I mean? Yeah, so different too. It's the difference between women are better than men and women are equal to men too. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different statements. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but but I did like that dynamic between them and sort of the you know. Yeah. The, I thought that was really interesting. Um, it, 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 yeah, it's it, it's a tricky balance doing the rival you know, partners thing. Sometimes it just becomes annoying when the conflict kind of gets in the way of the plot, but that never happens. It's like it only kind of, it's kind of them pushing each other. So it uh, it keeps things moving. The other scene that I really like in this movie is when he goes to visit. So he's pretending to be this guy from China, from like a village near Wuhan or something. That's and great. The, and, the, and he helps this guy escape. And he's like, oh, we're going to go through Wuhan. We'll go visit your family. And so yeah. like the, the, the agency he's working with is already like 10 steps ahead of him. And they like the so like the the police chief that you meet at the beginning of the movie is pretending to be the mom. Michelle Yeoh is pretending to be the sister. But that whole scene is just hysterical. I think. And also what makes it funny, I think, is the sense of danger behind it of if they discover the truth. It's not just like a it's not like a bosom buddies situation where they just leave the apartment. It's like, you know, yeah. people get murdered. So it's a much higher level of stakes. I just I love Jackie Chan's approach to it, too. It's like he's just like, oh, uh, he's just, it's like he's, he's just hoping something's going to happen. It's like yeah, ne yep. next next intersection. Keep going. Keep, he's, just, <laughs> he's got no plan at all. He just how long can I keep this lie going? Maybe something <laughs> Well, every time I ask him a question, he's like, who is this lady in the pictures? Is that your wife? And he's like, uh, well, you know, and like, you're right. He's just kind of like by, like doing everything he can to stall for time. And then she comes in and is like, I'm your sister. And he's like, that's, yeah, that's my, that's correct. Exactly. Sister who I've always known that fact about. That's incredible. It's really top notch comedic acting too. The guy can do it all. Like what a gem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a that was a really funny scene. Um, yeah, and I like I like his I like how he does that. That's sort of like it, it ties into the whole thing Adam was saying about the character too, where he isn't like the most competent guy in the world. He just he's just he he kind of just gets by the skin of his teeth. With mm -hmm. it's like like a uh, like a certain amount of relaxation, a certain amount of hope, a certain amount of nimbleness, and just cat like you know reaction timing and. Uh, you know, even even the even the martial arts, you're not really sure, like, was he trained in martial arts or is he just like that sort of adaptable to everything that's going on around him that he's he's just falling into it? Yeah, it, it's like, I don't know. I, and this is kind of a I, I'm doing stuff with robots lately in this book, so maybe this is dumb. But OK, so I, I imagined for for one second a bunch of these hyper powerful processor computer people like, you know, robot people. And one of them is like. Instead of being like, you know, a, a classic robot, he's like dressed in a leather jacket and he's like all cool talking like the Fonz. And he's like, yeah, I'm a high RAM computer. You guys are really good at deep calculations, but I can think on the fly. And I was like, 
Okay, that's it. Thank you, Brain. Thank you for delivering that to me. So, yeah, Jackie Chan's character is high ram. He can adapt to almost anything, and he's just uh -huh. lucky enough to pull it off. So, yeah. and just endurant enough that even if you kick his ass horrifically, he can seem to just keep on ticking. Yeah, he just so. kind of goes with the flow in like this, really, uh, you know, like like speaking of Taoism, he just kind of <laughs> goes with everything. Thank and, you, by the way. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> No, but that's what's so beautiful about these performances, you know, and again, he's like, you know, there have been stunts where he's like been horrifically injured, but, you know, you just get the sense of like, he's always going to kind of, you know, somehow at the last moment, find the way to make it not lethal, you know? Um, yeah. He's like a slapstick version of Corwin of Amber, now that I'm thinking about him, just like, doesn't know what's going on equal blend of opportunism and like unbelievable resilience and just enough luck to make him like not die but uh but i also think this is a what's good about this one too is it's a jackie chan film where it's not just about jackie chan it's also like uh him and michelle yo are pretty much on equal footing in the movie which is pretty impressive i think because normally he's the you know he's the main you know, a, 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 a attraction here. And he's the, you know, it's his stunt work that stands out, but he, but she's, she's uh, also given that same amount of space. And so I, and again, I think that probably comes down a little bit to ego where, you know, they could, he could have just had it be all about him, but, it, True. but by, by making it about both their performances, that really, that's sort of the thing that brings this movie to a higher level for me. Like uh, Police Story 1's really good. I, I highly recommend Police Story 1 as well. But I think I like this one better because it's got more of that balance between a male and a female performer. And I just typically like that. That's one of the reasons, you know, why I like, you know, movies like My Young Auntie and things like that. Or um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, any any number of those those old, you know, Lao Kar Lung movies where there's there's more balance between the male and the female cast. And and this movie just does that really well. You have a uh, also Maggie Chung, who we haven't even talked about as his girlfriend. I know Joel brought it up briefly, but we, we haven't we really got. Yeah, we brought it up briefly. No, she's actually really good in the movie. She she only yeah, only yeah. has a couple of scenes, uh, but each scene she's in is really good. Um, and she doesn't. She's never. She's kind of the damsel in distress a little bit, and a little bit of the nagging girlfriend a little bit. But mostly she's a pretty good. Just you know, she's more of an attribute than a burden. Uh, even in scenes where she's a hostage, you still get the feeling from her that, yeah, no, like she she can get out of this situation with a little bit of help, and then she's no longer a hindrance, so we can move on. And the ones where she does help is pretty cool. Like I like whenever she, uh, there's this wonderful extended sequence right towards the end where uh, she doesn't know that he's on a secret miss mission and he's at a, a resort with his partner, and she misinterprets the situation. She comes up like, oh, he's cheating on me. And then he's got to find a way, A, to hide from her. And when that fails, B, to explain it to her without letting Panther, who is also there, know what's going on. And so he starts creating this lie where she's a prostitute and she's propositioning him. <laughs> and then later on, she hunts him down in the, in the lobby of the hotel. And it kind of, she starts to get it. Like, it's, instead of it being, oh, he's using this as an excuse. It's like, oh, wait, no, he is on the job. And this is a life or death thing. So she slaps him in the face and tells him off in front of Panther. And it really, like, it it, it surprised me as an audience member. So it definitely, like, and it worked really well within the context of the scene. So, like, it, it was great. And it didn't make her seem like just an idiot. So, like, oh, no, my, my boyfriend here is in a dangerous situation. I can help. Then she does help. It was great. Yeah, uh, she has, she has a really. It, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's similar to the thing with you know how the the rivalry between Jackie Chan and Michelle Yao. It's like it never becomes an obstacle. It's like the same thing with the Maggie Chung relationship. They don't use it to like have a scene where she does a long scene where she doesn't want him to go on this secret mission or anything where they use the girlfriend to just drag the movie down and pad it out for another ten minutes. It's like she is every time she shows up, it, it makes the plot more interesting. Yes. Yeah, there's always good material in it. Uh, in the first one, it was similar too. She has she has some really good scenes in the first one that I remember. There's one on a moped I remember being really funny that looked kind of uh -huh. painful too. Um, but yeah, th this one I, I think she's she's more charming than physical in this one. In the first one, she has a little bit more of a physical performance. Um, but I don't know. She's like probably one of the most charming actresses. So I think you know it's a good yeah. use of her talent, um, especially when she's like you know sort of shifting from really jealous to like suddenly trying to help him 
you know, and that then getting a- him in trouble because she, she's yeah. so happy and clever. <laughs> and then she's patting herself on the back in the elevator and the sky over here. Is in, you know. Crowded elevator. He's yeah. on a secret mission. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that that was a that was a that was a drop the ball moment. But you know, it still it worked funny, because it's comedic. Yeah, yeah. So that's the point. It doesn't. That's that's yeah. why it's a mistake to say, oh, we need to have this character be elevated in some way or be no. The character needs to serve the purpose of the scene, and, the, and what she needed to do is provide humor in that scene, and so she did. And she also mm-hmm. kept the plot moving forward too, because they have to find out in order for the plot to move forward. So, um, exactly. You know, so so it makes sense. Um, I also, well, I also, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, it, it gets, it gets that great scene in like, a couple of scenes later where uh, he's got the drug lord's wife and the drug lord has his girlfriend and they're like, they're squaring off. That was a great scene. What I like too, the, the drug, the drug lord, I think his name is Chaibot in this one. Um, I'm assuming he's Thai or Malaysian. I'm not sure. It sounds like a Thai name to me, yeah. but he, uh, I, I like the situation he has with his wife. They're trying to rescue his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't seem like it's because he wants to rescue his wife out of love or anything like that. She has the Swiss <laughs> bank account numbers that he needs and she's sentenced to death. So they have to get her out of there before. And, and she will, and, she, and he keeps sending men to try to get the, the bank account info from her. And she just doesn't do it. She's like, when he rescues me, I'll give it to him then. So yeah. I, I like the, uh, I don't know, just the very, uh, shallow relationship that Chaibot has with his wife. Yeah, pragmatic. (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) They have a pragmatic relationship. Um, Yeah. And just the sense when 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 it's finally over and she's sort of like defeated on the train and she's giving them the bank account information. I I, you know it it just it's it's just a very cathartic moment for some reason because the whole plot is revolved around the Swiss bank account. Um, Yeah. Well yeah, I, there's a lot. This movie does a lot with the relationship between women and men, and it does do a really good job of like actualizing that quote. That's I guess not in the movie or not translatable in the movie. <laughs> women uphold half the sky, because yeah. you're right. It doesn't it doesn't elevate one above the other. It shows that both of them are equally incompetent and and capable by turns. Um, so I, I like that a lot, and I like that there's this sort of dualism in the movie where like you you've got this you've got like a male and female cop trying to take down this male and female drug czar and wife, you know, and the relationships that they have and how they interact and all that stuff winds up being. I think that's the central theme. Dualism. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. it's so well realized. It's, yeah. it's not, they don't bludgeon you over the head with it. They just let it play out naturally, yeah. you know, and, and the, the comedy that comes from it and the thrill that comes from it, all the drama that comes from it is just like, no, this is a reasonable sequence of events that makes sense considering the, the nature and capabilities of all those involved. So it's, it's nice. There's nothing artificial about it. It feels very natural. Uh, which yeah. and it's a breath of fresh air because nowadays we just don't do that. Everything well, every, is I have this politics and they breathe that so heavily into the well, script that it just weights it. And it's funny because it's I mean there's a very political backdrop to it, right? Like the yep. 1997 is a very political moment, but it doesn't feel like a heavily political film for some reason. It feel it, it's it, I think the duality thing. You know, every character has a dual identity. You know, even the even the police inspector, like his his boss, is sort of you know plays the mom and plays the father figure, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, it's 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 you know there's the, the China and the Hong Kong thing. There's there's just like all these you know, it, and and it's also kind of split between like that world, but then also like the world of like Southeast Asia too. So there's like all this like, I don't know. It just feels like everything is kind of subdivided a bit. It's 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 complex without being complicated. It's like yeah. there are a lot of moving parts in this movie, but you're never there's never a point where they make it confusing in any way. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the goal it, of each scene is well established and clear throughout that scene. So, yeah. like, there's never a point where you're like, "What's happening here?" No, he's he's yeah. it. He's here to rescue Panther and act like he's a criminal, so he can insert himself into Panther's gang. Easy, you know. That's not complicated. Each each scene is like that, and it explains itself to you. Usually, I have a scene yeah. prior to that scene that is like, "This is what the next scene's going to be," and guess what the next scene is? It's beautiful. Yeah. No, and also all that stuff about duality and all that—you don't need to even worry about that at all. To no. you know, it, it's it, no. it, 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 it's 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 you know, it, it's something that's nice to notice after the fact, but that's not the main attraction of the movie. It's really about the action and no, the stunt he, work, and the stunt work's so, complex. The, that you know, oh, the yeah. movie is simple. 
But the choreography of all the action sequences is enormously complex. Like just that scene that we were talking about before when she's got the vest on and she keeps falling on him. And like, yeah. like all those little beats like require so much forethought. And there's these repeating little jokes, like the joke with the, the dropping window where he jumps through the window and then it falls and she hits the window. And then, and then he pretends to throw the grenade and then she actually throws her grenade and it hits the window and bounces back at the, it's, it's, uh, you know, physical humor is like so underappreciated sometimes. I watch a lot of physical humor because, you know, when I'm watching movies with my wife, it's e it's more universal. It's easier for us to both sit and watch a physical comedy and both get it than to watch like, you know, British comedy or something like that. Like, we'll do that, too. But th what I like about physical humor is you don't even have to speak the same language as people. You can just watch this movie and 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 it, and it translates. And I think that's one of the reasons why a movie like this translates so well internationally is because there's so much physical humor in it. Um, and it's really well done. Like that that grenade joke. I don't know. I just like I I've seen this movie a million times and I burst out laughing every time I see. Michelle Yeoh hit that window, and every time I see the, the the grenade hit the hit the window panel, and I think I think again that's another thing, you know, about being these kind of performers where you have to be willing. They both need to be willing to like rise to a high level and perform, but they also need to be willing to be like the butt of the joke at different points. Well, I think yeah, that that moment is so funny because Michelle Yeoh through most of the movie is the more competent, serious yeah. agent, and her making this dumb mistake at that point. It's just it's just funny because yeah. she did it. Like they they could have had Jackie Chan do it, and it would have been funny. But having her do it, it's just like oh okay, now it's yeah that, that, that yeah. really caps it. They don't yeah they don't kind of one note with the characters when they first meet. She's like a high ranking military person. I forget what her position was, but she's like yeah. a, an official. She's got like the hat and the uniform, and he's like flirting with her, and she's just taking umbrage at yeah, it. It's and like, it's a very yeah. She's it's it's like a um it, it's like a perfect comedy team because she's the straight man, you know what I mean? Yep. And so it, it works really well. But like you yeah. said, in that moment, having the straight man do that gag is was, seemed, <laughs> was like the smart choice, you know? Exactly. And it's it also nice. made you like her character more too. You know what I mean? Like you you if she was stiff the whole time, she wouldn't have been as likable. But it's when she has those moments where she where something goes wrong that that you you know that you respond to her the same way you respond to Jackie Chan. Um when I but, also like the pathos between those characters that develops really deeply in that scene because like she's inside that building when the firefight breaks out and he's <laughs> not he's on the he's on the hillside. But then like later on when stuff starts catching on fire and the bullets start flying, he's like, Where's my sister? And he's yeah. genuinely concerned for his partner. Yeah. So he dives into the fire to save her. She didn't really need saving as it turns out, but like then like whenever they get out of there together and there's that big square off between the drug lords um, and, you know, the, uh, the the drug lord they're trying to infiltrate shoots her to demonstrate that the vest isn't dynamite. And she falls over and he rushes over to her side, like terrified yeah. that his partner just got shot. You're like, holy shit. Like, he actually cares about his partner. This is like a this is a moving scene. And then then he's laughing because, of course, the bad guy laughs and people get hurt. And then Chan's all like, I'm going to get him. I'm taking him down. He's like furious about it well that's like, that's the thing that's good they, they, these two characters bicker a lot but they genuinely look after each other through the movie yeah. so yep. it's it, that's an important line there well it's kind of cool that they they they're fake brother and sister but they do start behaving like a real brother and <laughs> yeah. Sister. yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly. I, I it's and, and even and like you said he says my sister he doesn't say my partner you know obviously he's supposed to be maintaining cover but it feels like a genuine utterance it doesn't feel like he was saying it to put on a performance for them so yeah. I, and again i don't know maybe that's maybe the subtitles are wrong or something you know this is through translation but i really i don't know i really like that i like that i like that even though you know it's fake when he's there with his family there's like a sense like this kind of feels like a real family somehow for some reason like, yeah you know well it, it helps that they cast his actual family in the kind of the mm. same role i think that that observation that yeah. the same character was his mother and father effectively in the movie yeah. is a good one well, not his literal father, but like the, uh, I think they call him uncle in the, uh, oh, right. Yeah. But that's the yeah. role, right? Yeah. He's a father figure and he plays a father figure. And then he plays the, it's, 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 it, to me, it's pretty clear that that's what's going on there. And, um, but yeah, I, I think that the, the, the relationship between him and Michelle Yeoh is really interesting throughout the movie. Cause it's like a, it's like a fake brother and sister, but they really do start to feel like a real family. An actual real brother and sister at the yeah. end. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't know. Anything else we want to add on this one? I know Adam has to get going early. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta duck out of here, don't we? Yeah, I've still got a little while before I've got to go to work, but Adam's gotta pop right over. All right. Um, yeah. let's see. Um, okay. So next we're doing RRR. I, I think at this point yep. I've delayed enough. I promise, uh, Adam, I will watch it not today or tomorrow. Well, I'll watch it tomorrow evening, and then I will give you my summary prior to getting you to watch it. That way, it'll kind of hopefully ease your transition into this this goofy, over-the-top movie that I, I so... I'm not the one that has a problem with it. Yeah, really? that was, I was me. I'm, I'm, the okay. one, I'm the one that doesn't like the Indian movies. So okay, well... I sent my child to to watching Bollywood movies with Arabic subtitles with no idea what was going on. You you and I are brothers then in a very important way. (laughs) I just don't, you know what it is? I don't like movies where the guys pick up the cars with their hands and throw them. You know, like that's the kind, that's the, I mean, okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it and I'll watch it with an open mind, but just don't, (laughs) don't anticipate that I'm going to have a change of heart watching, you know, watching RRR. We're, um, we're going to change your I, mind. Yeah. If, if not, I, I anticipate it. I'm, I'm a fountain of hope being the youngest. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah, that explains why you'd be hopeful. That does. See? Yeah. You're, all, you're all old and cynical. I'm, and I'm, the, I'm, the, old, I'm the oldest sibling in my family. So. <laughs> there you go. I'm the oldest. Yeah, well, I'm the oldest sibling in my family, but, like, there's only two, so that isn't. <laughs> oh, so you're not the youngest, then. You're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the oldest. Okay, I thought you said. But you I were just the said. I thought you said you were the. Okay, well, my hearing is shot, so I sometimes uh, mishear what people say. Here's the thing, though. My mom was the youngest of six, so I kind of inherited a lot of my optimism from her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it makes a difference. It does. All right, so I guess we'll head out then if we don't have anything else to cover. Is that well? The, the last thing I wanted to do was plug your uh, Sons of Lady. Oh. So I've got it. Got it sitting here, and you oh. always get the last plug. Uh, I want to say I've been trying to read this for the last few days, and it is so incredibly dense and beautiful. Uh, Sons of Lady 87, Ogre Gate campaign. It seems to be broadly usable in any kind of Wuxia campaign, but very specifically for Wandering Heroes of Ogre Gate, a wonderful system of amazing uh, Wuxia. Um, this, if you're going to run Wandering Heroes of Ogre Gate, do yourself a favor, pick up a copy of Sons of Lady 87. This will give you, this is a blueprint for everything you could ever want in a campaign. It is both broad in the sense of how much geographic space it covers and deep in the sense of how much political space it covers. There are dozens and dozens of well-fleshed out and easy to use NPCs. um, And it is an incredibly impressive product. It's almost staggering in its depth. So highly recommended. Also, uh, I got to say, I got the, I got the soft back here that I got sent. It's really nice. Uh, the soft cover is high quality and it will definitely be able to survive some intense table usage, which you're going to put it through as I intend to put it through in the not too distant future. So that's the last plug I wanted to do folks is sons of lady 87. Go get it. You cretins. <laughs> All right. And the print is through, um, you can go to like studio two or go to my website. It'll be up there. The PDF is up on drive through. I don't do my prints on drive through. And I do need to mention that because people keep assuming I don't have prints when they don't see them <laughs> on drive through. Uh, but no, most of our books are in print as well. They're just not up on drive through. Um, so, so yeah, so I guess we'll end it there and we'll be back with it's RRR is the name of the movie, right? RRR, which okay. it stands R- for like, like rise revolt, something or other. I, I don't know what it actually stands for. I don't care. I just like rolling my tongue and acting like that's the, the name of the movie. It's <laughs> So we'll be back with RRR and uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>